Uh, I was thinking about uh, something that James K. Smith, wonderful author, if you like to read books, uh, there's a book called uh, Desiring the Kingdom. It's a, it's a powerful little book. You'll love it. Uh, there's a, a simpler version, a summary version of it called, anyone know? Our Loves, something about our loves. can't remember now. Um, but it's a simple idea, and that is this reality that we live in a porous, permeable universe. Uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins said the universe is charged with the grandeur of God. That the Spirit of God is at work animating, fueling creation all around us. The atoms are moving in these chairs, in this air, because the Spirit of God is giving them vibrancy and energy. That's the universe we live in. That's what's happening around us. It's, it's animate, and you and I, we know our, our hearts are beating. If your heart's not beating, you're not going to get much out of the next uh, few minutes here. But, you know, our hearts are beating, our lungs are being filled because the Holy Spirit is animating the whole process. God is active and moving. Now, we don't want to confuse something. That doesn't mean that the Spirit or God is the creation, Right? That's a very important fact in our faith, that God is not the creation, but God is animating it all. The Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is always moving. And sometimes, have you ever noticed, we, you know, we come to worship and we use language like, come Holy Spirit, but we don't use it as an invitation. We actually think we're bringing God into the room, right? And if I just play this enough and there's enough passion and everything else, God will show up. Anyone ever use the show up word? Phrase? Okay. Now, I don't have a problem with show up, but I really care about what we mean when we say things because it actually changes the lives of the people that we're leading and ministering to when they hear how we pray and what we say. Because if God wasn't here and then he shows up because we asked and did enough religious gymnastics for him to be impressed, wow, they're really serious. How sincere. I'm going to come. My goodness, those guys, that's awesome. Get, where's the door? I got to get in there, you know. It's been locked for so long. And, but he's active. We live in this space where God is active. God is moving. The Holy Spirit is here. He's enlivening it. And because the Spirit is present, and we can assume the Spirit is present, it takes a huge burden off of us as worship leaders to bring the presence of God. Are you with me? You know, just take that off of you if you feel like you've got to do this thing and oh my gosh, if it doesn't happen, it's my fault. God didn't show up, you know. God's already here. God's already moving. Our job as worship leaders is just to facilitate, to provide an opportunity for people to say yes to God's all-present, all-consuming nearness and love. That's all our job is. So relax, relax. Take a deep breath. Our job is to create a space of encounter. That's what we get to do. Now, having said that, what we experience and know in the Vineyard Movement is that though the Spirit is already present among us, we can pray prayers like, come Holy Spirit, because they're simply invitations for God to do what He wills to do, right? For the Spirit to move among us. Then we begin to experience what we call God's manifest presence. And I actually believe we participate with God in his manifest presence being among us. Does that make sense? That God is here and he's present and no one has a wall between them and the Holy Spirit. They can open to God. They can yield to God. But what happens when the music begins to play? It's like people begin to open up. The songs we sing are literally places people go 
to meet with God. Songs are a place we go to meet with God. And certain songs take us different places, don't they? Like we experienced it this morning. Some of you are like, yeah, mediocre, like that song, kind of sort of like that song. Love that song. Yeah, it's my place with God, right? We all have these moments in our own worship story where the, the volume was up in a car or we were in a conference and something happened in that moment. God manifest his presence to us in us. We were unlocked before God, right? And we can point to those songs, can't we? could probably name them all over the room. And I realized that songs are a place we go. And what we do when we're leading worship is we're creating this space of encounter. And we try to do it so that everyone in the room has this opportunity to connect. And then the Spirit of God decides there are enough yeses in this room. I don't know spiritual math. I don't know what goes on in the heart of God. But I do know that he looks at the heart. He doesn't look at all these external things that we think are making it all happen, right? He's just going, what's going on in the heart? Are they saying yes to me? Is this person saying yes to me? What's going on? And he calls us by name. He's always calling us by name. And he's figuring out, he's looking, he's saying, and then he manifests his presence. And there's faith in the room. And there's a leaning in, a yes that he can see is happening. And we can't always see is happening. I'm so sorry we have to, we have to you know, only look into the faces of the congregations we lead. It's like, Jesus, are you doing anything? John Wimber said, I could perceive it if I opened my eyes. I'm seeing squat. Like, I'm seeing nothing right now. Jesus, you know, but we look cool. What they think we're thinking is, Jesus is near. It's awesome. What we're thinking is, oh my gosh, they hate me. They, everybody. Are you guys with me? My band? Are you guys with me? Am I alone? Am I alone right now? You know, and we have all these thoughts that go through our head. But the reality is the Holy Spirit's moving. The Holy Spirit's stirring faith. And then we all say yes. And when that corporate yes is there, you know it when it happens. We feel the waves of the Holy Spirit. We sense him reaching into our hearts, drawing out more vulnerability, more of a yes, no matter what our circumstances are. Guys, I, I, I got flack once. I was at a conference and, and I was teaching about worship. And I made it sound like it was the be-all and end-all. You know how if someone's you know, thing is prayer, they're like, prayer is the center of everything, you know? And I was pulling off one of those, worship is at the middle of, you know, the cosmos. I was using all my big universal words so no one could argue, right? Time's infinity, you know? It's like kids, that's the crowd. You had the crowd walk in your house. I had this thing like, uh, never mind. My kids would say it. And it would end with Holy Spirit, God, da, 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 times infinity. You know, that truck is mine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but, um, but you know, <laughs> I have no idea where I was going with that. But it was, oh, yeah. I was making worship the center, like this interchange at the center. Someone said to me, Dan, you just make way too big of a deal out of worship leadership. And I said, oh, you haven't seen anyone's life, life saved through it. You haven't seen someone walk into a room that has suicidal thoughts and is in deep soul pain. And you haven't seen them in the middle of worship open up. It's this, this, this continued consecration of ourselves to be led by the Spirit. I am a deep believer in leading good sets. <laughs> Building them, making it through, playing the songs, recognizing what a Sunday morning is for versus a worship night versus, a, you with me? Context is everything. All contexts do not need to be the same or implemented the same. But we should always be expecting the Spirit. That's one of the things we do as the vineyard. We have kingdom expectation when we lead. That God is moving already in the room. We're not going to conjure it up, make it happen. We're creating a space for the manifest presence of God. Is that okay? So just some thoughts on worship. 
And we got to experience some of that together this morning, which, which I love. So I saw the, the hummingbird up there, and I thought I loved um, what N.T., uh, not N.T., right? Though N.T. is often quoted, I'm sure, in your churches. Uh, Eugene Peterson says about the, the different meanings of the word meditation. And uh, the different meanings of the word meditation in the Old Testament, when it talks about meditating on the Scriptures, one of them means to growl over a scripture as if like a, a hungry animal would, would growl over a bone. Like to just be at it until you got everything. Right? But he said the other word for meditation, the other word for lingering over the truth of God's word is to gently hum. And I saw that hummingbird last night and something went in my spirit. We help people to hum over truth. We help people to walk away when we sing the songs of Zion. You know, it's, I always think, oh, they must get so tired of hearing these same songs over and over and over again. Till you get that call from that single mother, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, Dan, I, 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 you know, was just weeping. I was in so much pain. I've got three jobs. I'm trying to care for all these kids, et cetera. And I began to sing that song we sang on Sunday. And it was like the presence of God just filled my kitchen. And I had hope again. And I take every one of those little stories and I tuck them away. Remember why we do this. This is why we do this. She needed truth to hum over. And I just love this image because it does speak of grace. I'm sure you guys have probably talked a lot about the why behind the image of the hummingbird, uh, the choice. <laughs> or maybe you just picked it randomly out of a catalog. <laughs> see. <laughs> Wildebeest. Wildebeest. That's nice. Um, you know. <laughs> Weasel. Huh? No, it's just hummingbird, of course, hummingbird. Who agrees? We all love hummingbird. Who hates hummingbirds, right? Little cute little things uh, sucking in honey. Anyway, uh, sucking in the sweet stuff. So, uh, boy, so many things to say in so little time. Um, but I love that image because I think we should take that away as part of this. One of the gifts in this, this refresh of vineyard worship being the central language that we use in the movement is truly what Harmony was saying. It's not just about the fruits of what goes on in worship, which are great records and songs and all these other things. It's about stirring the hearts of people to respond to the only one who can ultimately change them, love them, transform them from the inside out. We don't have those superpowers. We have superpowers in this room. You're all X-Men and women, but you don't have the power to change someone's heart. And we get to create a space where there's a humming, a singing of the songs of Zion, where they can come to a place and take in the sweetness of the presence of God as he's near them and manifest in our midst.